Are you ready? It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, here with my co-host, Tom Abbey. Cheers, everyone. Celebratory night here. We are about uh, 40, 50 minutes from kickoff of the NFL season right now. Best day of the year right now. Finally. Finally there. You can keep Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, we're going to give you an abbreviated podcast tonight. Football only tonight. Football only. We're going to talk about the college matchups we've got this weekend. We're going to give you some best bet action, some some wagers that we're going to play this weekend. And, um, you know, just some general thoughts about what we're seeing so far in football yeah. and um, what we're excited to see in the NFL as it starts and ramps up this week. So, uh, Tom, let's kick it off. Yeah, so we're going to talk college football first. Um, we've each picked three games that we like that we're going to wager on this weekend. And uh, we're going to pick three for the NFL as well. And in these three, we're each going to pick an upset where we're going with the money line on a dog that we really like. Yeah, and we're gonna pick a lock, our lock for the week. So I'm gonna get us started with some college football love, and I am going with my lock, which I'm looking at bet us not bet us right now, and the line has changed since I looked last night. All <laughs> so right. I'm gonna remove that from my lock. It's no longer your lock. With the no. line change. The line's gone up two already. So last night I was looking. I had the Miami Hurricanes at minus fourteen. Against the hosting UAB, and I loved it. Now it's minus sixteen. I'm getting a little wary of everyone hammering that. Yeah, always concerning. Um, you know, full disclosure, I'm on UAB tonight. I, I took UAB tonight based on a couple of factors. Uh, last week UAB was up twenty-eight to seven, going with three minutes left in the first half against Central Arkansas. They're getting the ball on a punt, muff the punt inside their own ten-yard line. Central Arkansas punches it in. Throws, yep. a fade, throws a fade. The guy makes an unbelievable catch. Uh, next possession, UAB gets the ball back. Throw a nice out route. Kid gets stripped after he catches the pass. Scoop and score for Central Arkansas. It's now 28-21 heading to half. Late in the game, UAB is up comfortably 40. I think it was 45-28. to uh, 28. Yeah. Um, UAB's got a bunch of their backups up. Central Arkansas scores a garbage touchdown. Three gift touchdowns in that game. I think UAB played a much better game than it appeared yeah. on paper. And I think that that, you know, an FCS school only losing by 10 has people scared off UAB. Um, so my angle was to, to go ahead and take those 14. I, I bought it at 14 and a half earlier today. Um, and now I'll probably double down and get it at 16 as well. Yeah, the one thing that scares me is their last year as well. They only beat one FBS team that had a winning record. Um, they really struggled against teams um, that were good. So I, I think Miami should be a good team. Obviously have a lot of talent. And now with De'Ara King. I think my my concern is that Miami doesn't get margin very well because they yeah. don't score many points. Sure. We'll see if King is if the King difference is maker that, yeah. there. That could be the difference maker because he's such an explosive athlete. Um, but, I, you know, it should be fun to watch. I'm excited. Yeah, I could be on the way wrong side of this, yeah. but UAB's got a game under their belt already. Miami doesn't. Yep. Um, another edge that I saw there. I'm excited to watch it. And, and just for everyone who's listening, it's not the two points that scare me. It's not like 16's 
much different than 14 realistically it's that everyone's hammering it so much that it's moved that much in a short period of time that's usually a telltale sign that you're on the wrong side so i'm gonna yeah. bail and not bet this game at all uh, let me jump in with my lock of the week then <laughs> i'm on the coastal carolina chanticleers plus seven as my lock of the week coastal carolina I'm actually going to have an NFL lock as well that I really love. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to call this my Don't lock, know. but I, I am going to say that I have an NFL game that I love just as much as I love this one. I'm just going to go with Coastal because there are a few factors. Kansas is refusing to announce how many players they have out um, with COVID or you know what players they are. Um, so there are some concerns there that they might be having some problems. Coastal Carolina played them last year, lost by five. Um, they're playing again this year. Coastal returns a bunch of their players this season. Coastal also had 15 spring practices to Kansas zero spring practices. Thus far, teams that had more spring practices are 4-0 in college football. Um, giving me the opportunity here with Coastal at plus 7 against a Kansas team I'm not impressed with, I'm going to go ahead and take it. So it's Coastal Carolina plus seven yeah. for my lock of the week. So I saw that game and the Kansas stuff creeped me out. Yeah, like the like I don't know if it's gamesmanship or or what's going on there, but them just holding back information weirded me out enough to just keep me away from it altogether. Uh, so I flopped my my lock of the week and I'm gonna go with Iowa State. Kevin and I were both, if you remember back, we're both big fans of Iowa State this year. Their defense should be good. Brock Purdy's awesome. They should be great on offense. Uh, if you get a chance, make sure you peep them when they play. A lot of fun to watch. The Lafayette Raging Cajuns are really good. I just think minus 12. That's a little bit of a step up in uh, the talent pool for them. So I'm going to go with Iowa State as my lock. And then the second game for college football I'm taking is Syracuse. Let's see what we're at now. It was 23 yesterday. 22 right now I have it at. And it is, yeah, 22. So I I don't expect them to be very competitive with, with North Carolina. But I just, North. one of the things we talk about when we talk about North Carolina is they do not blow teams out. Last year they won all of, all of their games were decided by seven points, wins and losses. So to think that they're just going to come and blow the, the doors off somebody, uh, you know, it's just not realistic. In the first game of the season, you expect it to be a little sloppy, take maybe a couple quarters to get really moving through the air. And I have faith in Dino uh, Babbers to keep it close. Keep it close. Yeah. Keep him in it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and I'm with you, and he's going he's gonna to play the underdog card hard going into this, and no Seen one does do it, it better before, than yeah. Dino does. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, gets, I, gets you going. Syracuse was one of my selections as well in the, in the college football ranks this Love week. It. Um, for all the same reasons you discussed, I really like Carolina. I think they're going to be a really good football team. Um, we're uh, we're getting to the point where we've got to figure out how much is this spring practice thing going to be a factor. That's the one thing that's scaring me off Syracuse. Yes. They didn't have an opportunity to do a whole lot in the offseason. Um, but I think that Tommy DeVito is a talented kid. <laughs> Biggest concern for me is that offensive line and whether they can protect him. Um, but they've got some some really talented kids there in Syracuse, including a safety that's that's probably going to be drafted relatively early this year. So, you know, there there are some players in Syracuse. They're not yeah. they're not barren. Um, I, I'm excited to see what they can do in this game. And 
you know, I, I'm a Carolina basketball fan, and, and I've always found myself kind of pulling for Carolina football a little bit. And I love this resurgence under Mac Brown. So this is a lot of fun for me watching this team, and I, I can't wait to see what happens on the early game on, on Saturday. So I'm Syracuse plus 22 here. Love it. Well, on and, the same side. And let me go with my third college football pick. Don't be the same. Don't be the same. Yeah, don't be the same, he says. Um, I'm, at, I'm actually going to go ahead here, and I'm going to take uh, Florida State minus the 13. I think that uh, Mike Norvell is coming into town. He's got a lot of experienced players that have been underachieving. They're playing against a Georgia Tech team that's still in the midst of a transition away from the option offense. They haven't had an opportunity to really build up that roster with players that are built for what they're trying to do yet. And I think that Florida State has enough talent. You know they've got four and five stars littered all over that roster. Yeah, It's just a matter of whether somebody can, can pull that out of them. And I feel like Mike Norvell might be that kind of guy. Um, he's a high-energy guy. He's very smart with his offense. He likes to run the ball, even though he, he comes from a high-scoring, everybody thinks Memphis just chucks it around. That's not the case. They run the ball great out of a high-pace spread system. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the steps that they take on offense this year with Norvell coming in and taking over. Um, I, I look to see, you know, obviously they, they lose Cam Akers, um, so we'll see who can step up and, and really take that job and, and be the man there running the ball. You, but you've got Blackwell returning. Black Blackman? Blackman. Blackman, yeah, James Blackman, right? Yeah. Um, the one thing you know about Florida State, they are going to have athletes that can run the ball. It's not yeah. a position I'd be worried about too much. And they're going to be explosive at times. I'm looking to see what kind of discipline this team has and whether they can get good at the details on blocking on the on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, they're going to be way more talented than Georgia Tech's offense. Yeah, They're just going to have so much better athletes on that side of the ball. So I'm going to lay the 13 and, and see what we can get done um, with the Knolls. I actually was considering that was my third pick, but I ended up going with the Louisville Cardinals, minus 12.5 against Western Kentucky. Uh, again, I'm picking the home team from the, the big conference to, to impose their will. I think when you have less preparation, which most of these teams have, talent stands out more. So I, I feel like that was one of my things looking at some of these games with Iowa State and Louisville, that, that their talent will overcome with less preparation being ready for, for each game. Two games I'm, I'm not putting down, but I say to keep an eye out for Saturday bets. And actually, let me pose this as a question to you, Kevin. What number does Wake Forest have to get to where you'll bite and take them over Clemson? Or plus, what numbers do you get to? Right now, it's at thirty-four and a half. Uh, they're already there for me. Yeah, yeah. The reason being, I think Wake Forest has enough talent. Sam Hartman's a good player, by the way. Yeah, that, that's taking that job uh, from Jamie Newman departing. Yeah, but uh, Wake Forest at plus thirty-four and a half right now. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and take that because I feel like the program has taken some big steps forward under Dave Clawson. Um, they, they've done a really nice job there. And they will find a way to kind of grind it out and keep it a little bit close. Plus the loss of all the explosive players on Clemson's offense. And defense. And defense, yeah. So Clemson's still going to run the ball. They've got ATN, who's maybe the best running back in college football this year. Yeah, they've got Trevor good. Lawrence, who's a great quarterback. I don't know who Trevor Lawrence is going to throw the ball to. You yeah. lo- when you lose Justin Ross uh, through injury, that really hurts. And then right. you lose 
uh, T. Higgins to the draft, and you know they're, they they lost a lot of the guys that he threw the ball to. So for me, I don't see them being as explosive on the offensive side of the ball. I think there are some vulnerabilities on the defensive side of the ball. So let's go ahead and take the thirty-four and a half already. I probably will be on that. It's not going to be one of my picks that I right. that I mark down right now, but I'll probably have a late play on that, yeah. especially if it crosses thirty-five. And that's kind of what I was thinking. Looking at thirty-four and a half, I'm like, creep up one more point. Yeah, give me the five five touchdown buffer. Yeah, and it's a no-brainer. I agree. I don't think Clemson will be as good as they were last year. I think on offense you're missing some pieces. Will they have talented guys step up and do well? Absolutely, but they won't be to the level, especially early in the season. And then on defense, I think it's the bigger missing link with some of those guys that were just Isaiah Simmons is not somebody you can replace. That's not there. You're not going to find another guy in college football for the next few years that can do what he was able to do. Yeah. So it's not something they're just going to be able to bring it up. And the other one is keep an eye on this Notre Dame Duke Blue Devils line. It's going down. Notre Dame's now only minus twenty and a half. So it, Which is it, enough for me to get on Notre Dame. Yeah, I was thinking of this closer. already. Um, Duke is just, they have a little shortage of talent when it comes to these two teams. And I love the continuity that, the, that Notre Dame has um, with Ian Book returning. I feel like they've got some people that they need to obviously replace on the offensive side of the ball and Cole Komet and Chase Claypool. Um, but Notre Dame yeah. always reloads the tight end position. And I know they're going to have some talented guys out there to catch the ball at wide receiver. I'm not really concerned about that. And um, I think Brian Kelly does a great job with Notre Dame and getting them prepared. So, you know, leading it, David Cutlet, Cutcliffe, too. These are two of the greatest coaches at having their team prepared mm-hmm. in all of college football. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm that was another one I was going to talk about. I like Notre Dame minus 20 and a half here. I think that they're going to be able to, to just out-talent Duke. Any other lines you're keeping an eye on? I think those two I'm going to keep in my pocket, wake up Saturday morning, see where they're at. Any any other lines you're intrigued by keeping an eye on? This U- Army UL Monroe line just keeps screaming up. It's so it's big. It's screaming up, and I keep sitting here waiting to, to be able to grab UL Monroe. I know that everybody's all over Army. They, they look they, great. They ran over Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Middle Tennessee looked like a team that was completely unprepared. If you think that UL Monroe wasn't watching that and working strenuously on defending the option. I didn't see like athletes on that army team that were so great that they were unstoppable. I saw a team that executed what they do very well. And now I don't, I don't think Monroe is 22, 23 points worse than an army squad that wasn't super impressive last year. I think that this is an opportunity here as it continues to, to climb. I'm going to sit on it because I, I just see it climbing further and further. Yeah, you can get I a mean, better early value. in the week it was like 16, 17, yeah. 15, 16. It's gone up 15. a lot. Yeah. People so, hammered Army early. And that's, that's a I think, an immediate overreaction by yeah. people. And this is an opportunity I look to steal on in college football in particular when people overreact to week one games. Yeah, that'll be a huge thing for NFL next week, which is where we're going now. Yeah, let's, so we each have a, a couple games we like here. I'm going to start with my first one. I am on the Packers of Green Bay plus two and a half against the Vikings. Uh, the Viking, I, I mean, this came down to you know we we are on the opposite sides of these two teams when we did our breakdown of the season. I think the Packers are going to be the better team this year. I think getting them at plus two and a half, um, even on the road, is nice. They are they're healthy right now, and this team, when healthy, is very good. Yeah. And you know, 
that line's actually down a little bit from where it had been earlier this week. Um, you know, at minus two and a half, I'd be on the Vikings. You know, that's just that it's just based on our perspective of their yep. off seasons. So, um, I'll go to my my first game here, and this is going to be my underdog play. This is my money line underdog play. Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and take Tampa Bay on the money line at plus one forty five. They're plus three and a half on the line. I think Tampa Bay is going to, they've got the goods now to win this football game. I'm a little concerned about the continuity in the locker room with Drew Brees um, and the rest of his players. There's been a lot of controversy going on around there. You've had players calling out Drew Brees for early in the season. Now you've got people calling Drew Brees, you know, a flip-flopper and all this stuff. It, the politicization of everything has been miserable in the last several months for all of us, I think. Ugh. And I don't want it permeating my football world. Yeah. Um, but when you look at just on-the-field stuff, I, I love all the additions that Tampa has made this year. And I liked their team before. So, to me, this seems like an opportunity here. At plus 145, you're going to the Superdome for once and not having to deal with one of the loudest environments in all of football. Very true. So, to me, there's no home field that's really worth talking about. It's just the travel and maybe a point and a half is what everybody's saying. So, give me give me Tampa here in this spot. I'm, I'm all over Tampa. So, on to our next selection in the NFL. Um, my next pick that... I'm all over, and and the line has climbed. I'm I'm gonna. I had this line earlier this week already um, at two and a half. Um, now it's at three minus three even money. Las Vegas Raiders going <laughs> to Carolina. This is simply a fade of the only team in the NFL that I can recognize that has a clear system change, a clear quarterback change, and a death a, a, a dearth of talent on the offensive side of the ball. I I think that when you're going through all these changes, yeah. And you're bringing in a new quarterback. I, I don't like it. I don't. Yeah. I don't like it at all. This is this is a play against the Panthers. I do like some of what the Raiders have done, yeah. but this is not so much about the Raiders as it's about a play against the. Panthers. Yeah, when you look at the two teams, the Panthers are changing head coach, offensive scheme, quarterback. Yeah, adding in different wide receivers, really, and then the Raiders are status quo. Yeah, added some talent. But you're gonna have the same kind of the same group basically taking yeah. the field from last year to add on to it. So definitely a, a sharp COVID-related play with yeah. limited time for the Panthers to get ready. I have I'm taking a team that I don't normally like to take. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns plus nine, and I feel gross as I say it. They're playing the Ravens. And I just feel like the Ravens are getting a lot of credit for our last season's love, last season's performances. The Browns played them tough last year. When you look at some of the games the the Ravens struggled in, Cleveland was that. There was a they did not steamroll Cleveland like they did some other teams. I've already talked about. You've talked about probably Lamar Jackson coming back down to earth a little bit. He's still going to be great. He's still going to be good. But you're going to see teams prepare for. Some of that different stuff. And Cleveland has a head coach now that may not be awful. So give me the talent of Baker and Jarvis and Odell Beckham if he can, you know, overcome this last week of the poor man's life. Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Chubb and Hunt and the 700 tight ends they have now that are Hooper and Drake. Give me that talent. 
to stay within nine. I don't need yeah. them to win. Just stay within nine. Just hang yeah. around the game. Be down ten and get a garbage field goal to pull within seven. Yeah. Like I just plus nine. I think is too big for that that line. So I'm on that. And then my lock or my upset pick of the week, my money line pick of the week, is the Arizona Cardinals. Plus, they're plus seven to playing at San Francisco. San Francisco may not have wide receivers in the game. I'm not sure how that's going to work. It might be Kittle in some running game. And Arizona Cardinals have just so much fun, explosive offense. I think this is where you're going to see the Super Bowl hangover for the Niners. They're going to they're gonna come out flat, and the Cardinals' young, explosive offense is going to hang some points. And plus 250, that is a great deal. I'm on the Cardinals. That's my upset pick of the week. Yeah, and I like it a lot. You know, they're... they're uh... They've been one of my favorites I know. all year that, that we've talked about this stuff. So um, I think that's a really fun play. I think that it's something that is is very feasible to happen, too. I mean, everybody's all over um, a return from it, but they, they don't really have anyone at the wide receiver Debo core right Samuel now. is hurt. Yep. Um, Brandon Ayuk, who they picked up in the draft, is injured, probably won't mm-hmm. play. Miss most of camp, even if he plays, who knows what he'll be able to do. Right. Uh, it's just they're banged up at wide receiver, and they were thin to begin with there. They just don't have playmakers I trust. I mean, if you could, the one thing I will say, and this I know from fantasy football, the Arizona Cardinals had the worst defense in the NFL at stopping tight ends. Yeah. So for all you DFKers, get huge on George yeah. Kittle because he might be the only guy catching footballs in that game. Yeah. Uh, I still think the Cardinals will pull this game out. And in the first week, shocker. Yeah, that's a it's a bold pick, but I like it. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. My final pick of the week on uh, the NFL front is going to be the Washington football team plus six and a half against Philadelphia. Yeah, this is one where I think Philadelphia lacks wide receivers as well. They're they're okay. Yeah, they're you know, good. They're all right. Yeah. I think that Ron Rivera is going to be a big boost to that organization. I think that everybody's going to get behind Dwayne Haskins instead of having this divisiveness that they've had in the organization they really seem to just be like i am not listening to anything from anyone else i'm putting my best 11 football players on the field on offense and my best 11 football players on defense i feel like things are the culture is changing there uh in that organization they get rid of guys the moment that something crazy happens you know i like antonio gandy golden who's been added to that receiver core with steven sims and terry McLaurin, Antonio yeah. Gibson can do everything. He can go to the slot. He can play in the backfield. Um, J.D. McKissick probably deserves the opportunity. He's getting listed as the number one yeah. uh, in in the backfield Star, there in yeah. Washington. And they've got a defensive line that's pretty nasty. Yeah. Now, I, I can't wait to I say Chase Young in real live action in the NFL. I know. In, I know. The, the videos they're showing from camp, he looked like an animal. This is going to be really fun to watch. The Washington football team is... They may not win the game, but they're going to be in it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I love this. This was a, you know, it's funny that you picked this one. I actually crossed this one off. I had it written down and I crossed it off because, you know, I, I, I found other ones I like more. However, Washington, I feel like with if, if it was a different coach, I might not feel this way, but I feel like Ron Rivera has respect of players in the league because of his time, has people will buy into him, and he will say, Screw everyone else and everything they're saying. Our owner is an asshole. We all get it. Our our team's in disarray. We have to go with a stupid name, the football team, because of everything. 
But you know what we can control? We can control kicking people's asses on Sundays and yeah. let's go beat the Eagles. And the Eagles are they're they're nine we're nine and seven last year. They're always banged up. Elshon Jeffrey again's gonna be on the IR to start the year, it sounds like. You do have Deshaun Jackson. Jalen Rager is hurt already. Uh you should have some weapons, you have some talent, but do I expect them to go into Washington and, and hang a big number on these guys? Absolutely not. Uh I, I feel like you can get at Carson Wentz, and the defensive line in Washington is damn scary. How about Jason Peters refused to take reps at left tackle For until last time. week? Yeah. It, this week, really. He was he, demanding a pay increase because yeah. he's originally signed to play right guard. Yeah. So, I mean, there are things that are at play there. I, their backfield is in question. I don't know how healthy Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders is. Up, yeah. He's had some issues going on. Uh, I'm not sure if he's ready to go every single every yeah. single rep, you know. I so, don't know if I'd start him in fantasy or not. It's, and, it's and life, right? So, <laughs> so this is a this is a game that I love the six and a half here. This is an opportunity here. I love Washington football here. So that's those are our picks for the week, guys. Those are the games. Let's talk just briefly about the highlight game of the week. What what would you say is the biggest game of the week in week one? I think you already touched on it, honestly. I To me, the game I'm most excited to see is Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Yeah. I think the Saints are a great team. They're always fun to watch. They're always on CTV. And what could be more interesting than seeing this mesh of Tampa Bay coming together and figuring out what it is? Yeah. I think that's, to me, that's the must-see game. But I think quietly, another game I'm really excited to see is the Cowboys-Rams Sunday night game. Right with Obviously, you. Sunday night football, big stage. But the Rams and Cowboys are both teams you look at before the season, you're like, wow, these teams are really good on paper. And it seems it's been that way for the last couple of years. So I think if either one of them get off to a win in a game against another team similar, especially in the same conference, it could be all propel they need to propel them to, to a great start, and to big things because they have the talent. It's not like they're, these teams are talentless. They're both have loaded with talent. So. Also, don't be afraid to play Cincinnati this weekend. Um, I think they've got a chance on the money line against the Chargers. I th- it's, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of out-of-the-box thinking that I did on this one, but the big concerns for me are the same kind of thing there. Tyrod's taking over, but he's been in that system. Um, so they've, they've got injury. Mike Williams is injured. Austin Eckler's taken over at the tailback position. He's fine at what he does. Yeah, he's um, good. They lose Derwin James at the safety position. Yes, that's the big um, one. And now you've got a Cincinnati team that's going to have someone that's competent at quarterback for the first time in a long time, and I think a team that's going to have a lot of juice. I think they're going to be fired Listen, up and excited. You don't talk about Andy Dalton that way when I'm present. <laughs> right. That's all I'm right. saying. Um, yeah, I think that's an interesting take. I to me, I feel like the Chargers are the better football team. And then take the quarterbacks out. I think they're the better football team. Take the quarterbacks in. I trust Tyrod to not screw it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, Tyrod's not going to be the guy that, you know, we've seen him in Buffalo. We've seen him around. He doesn't make a mistake. He's a very good football player. He's not great. He's not going to just blow the doors off anyone. He's not going to make mistakes. He's going to keep them in it. He's going to get Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen's perfect for him. Like, the route running, getting open so he can get quick balls to him, I, I really think that's going to help him. And then he's going to make plays on third and four with his legs and just keep it over. But I, I, I like the I like the alt take. I like yeah. Cincy. I can't wait. It, it'll, it'll be fun to watch Joe Burrow play either way. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that those two games are at four so I can get my Bills watching all the way. I can check out the Bengals Chargers. I can check out Tampa Bay. I can check out um, Saints. And I can check out Arizona 49ers. That 4 o'clock slate is lit. Yeah. All those games and are that- great. You know, I, I, I 
be remiss if I didn't mention how excited I am to see what happens in that Miami New England game. That that matters a lot in the AFC. I hope you hang the, fifty on them in the right in the fold <laughs> of the AFC world. Um, how how good is that Patriots squad after being completely depleted, and has uh, this Dolphins team improved enough on the personnel side to compete? To yeah. compete, you know, and if they if they've improved on the personnel side and they picked up the Chan Gailey scheme on offense. So they've got two new coordinators. There's a lot of question yeah. marks there. Um, so everything is, is really up in the air, and that's why I'm interested in that game is just to kind of see how it plays out. Six and a half is a lot. It is for, a lot. New England. I, I won't be wagering on that game. I, I stay away. I might. I, I mean, the, I am interested in the Dolphins play. I'll see if it goes up. If it can get to seven and a half, seven, I'm going to commit. Half, yeah. But I, I like the idea because I am not. Com- people keep talking all oh, the New England defense, New England defense. Look at what they've lost on the defense side of the ball. I do not believe that defense is going to be as good. Front seven, I don't think is that good anymore. No, and and they lose it, Dante Scarnecchia on the uh, offensive line coaching front. Uh, he's known underrated, yeah, yeah universally as maybe the best offensive line coach in football. Um, there's there's going to be some interesting stuff there. Yeah, I, I really think that the the Patriots are getting a lot of credit for pass deeds when you talk about that defense. Yeah. Yes, they still have Gilmore. But when you look at the list of who they lost is a lot bigger than who they still yeah. have. So, All That's right. it. That's it, guys. Quick little football episode tonight. We're going to go hunker down, pour some cocktails, watch UAB in Miami for 20 minutes, and then flip over, maybe double screen it tonight. Yeah. I got two TVs in the living room. Let's fire this up and watch some and football. And don't, don't forget to keep an eye on our uh, social media. We'll probably tweet some more picks Saturday when we get firing and Absolutely. We'll All right, guys. Look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks again for tuning in to Hammered Sports Podcast.